The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by a big announcement next week. Ooh, what? What's going on? What's the next week? It'll be next week. Get excited. We are excited about it. You should be excited about it. That will be announced next week here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a Wednesday, which means Andrew Brandt is dropping wisdom like he always does. So much stuff to get to. The proposed rule changes. His reaction to the Rooney Rule backlash the Flacco and Devontae Freeman deals I talked about on Monday with Joe Thomas. The <clears throat> fact that evidently something has to be negotiated between the NFL and the NFLPA before they can play this year. A lot to get to with Andrew momentarily. Now listen, I don't think we ask uh, very much, and it's okay if you guys choose not to do it. I just want you to know how much I personally, and I know Brian does as well, appreciate those of you that help us spread the word via social media or that take advantage of our sponsors. Those are like our two big drivers, right? If you guys engage on social media, then more people see it, and hopefully they start to listen and enjoy it and we get more listeners. And if you guys take advantage of any of our sponsors, A, you'll be happy because we don't take on a sponsor, unless they're legit, and B, they will be happy because people are taking advantage of their products or services, and we will be happy because that is what we need. We need sponsors. We're not paying. Nobody's paying for this. Uh, So the sponsor is the only ones paying Brian and I as we're trying to grow this business. So thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you that go the extra mile It means quite a bit to you. And one way to do that, by the way, is to be a patron like Austin Barley. Shout out today. The latest patron shout out, Austin Barley. That is a way that you can systematically contribute to the show, show your appreciation for what we're doing, support the show, the little engine that could, and also get a little something, something in return. Get that signed picture. 
Get that shout out like Austin Barley just got. Get the opportunity to ask me any question. I'm just telling you guys, if I listened to the show, I would have so many questions. Like, Ross, tell me about your first kiss. Ross, when's the first time you got drunk? Like, they, there are so many good questions you guys could ask me that you never have. Now, a lot, now, I will say this. A lot of your questions are awesome. But I'm an open book, dudes. I'm just telling you right now. I, I'm an open book. All you have to do is open it up. Ask me any question you want. By taking advantage of any of the sponsors, Ross at RossTucker.com. Then email it to me. Or Sponsors are at RossTucker.com. Then email me after you take advantage of it. Maybe like Fantasy Points, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or become a patron. Or at Ross Tucker NFL, at RTF Podcast. Make sure you're following, retweeting. By the way, intern Casey's doing some legit things on the at RTF Podcast Instagram page. Make sure you are going to be checking that out over the coming weeks and months. She is awesome. You guys are awesome. We're all awesome. Andrew Brandt's awesome. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. He is my guy every Wednesday for years now. He hosts a podcast for our team media. It is the Business of Sports podcast. And Andrew, very interesting strategy this week. You had on a great guest, but she wasn't a guest. She actually interviewed you, Amy Trask, on this week's Business of Sports. Russ, you know, I've had some people ask me, and you probably get asked this all the time, and you and I have done this, where, hey, Andrew, you don't get to talk a lot about yourself and your thoughts, even on the rants. Uh, Can you be interviewed? And it's interesting because I have that Google Voice. People can ask questions. And I've actually had a couple of those. So I said, okay, let me do that. Let me think of who can do it. And Amy's name just popped into my head. Obviously, no Amy for years as colleagues in the NFL. She at the Raiders, me at the Packers. I know she's got a nice following on social media. She provides such unique perspectives, as do hopefully I. And she jumped at it. She was excited. I'm glad she was. So on this week's Business of Sports, Amy and I sort of chop it up about a lot of things, about thoughts to young people trying to get into sports. We talk a lot about that. We talk about attitudes toward the NCAA and college athletes. And then, of course, our times at the NFL and Packer fans and Raider fans and those two organizations get in a lot of time. So I encourage everyone to listen. Amy Trask interviews me for my podcast this week. Yeah, that's awesome. And it is interesting that each one of you had experiences with Raiders and Packers fans because it's not I mean it's not like that for everybody, Andrew. And I don't know how much you guys realize that cuz I don't know if you, either one of you were ever with another organization. No, I've helped up the Eagles and the Eagles had some of the Packer sort of internal operations because we were led here in Philadelphia by Andy Reid who learned everything he learned about managing a team from Ron Wolf and the Packers. And there's great passion, as you know, for Eagles fans, but it really is. They really are unique organizations. Her talking about the black hole. And we spent some time talking about Brett Favre's game there. 
I talk about my vivid memories from it. She talks about hers the day after Brett's dad died in the Oakland Coliseum. And that is really, I encourage you to go listen because we had two completely different uh, memories of those that came in the day before and the day after completely different, but you know, she focused on the response that the Oakland team and fans gave Brett. And I focused on how he dealt with it internally. Once I found out the news and I got the first call so that I really I'm impressed with that part of the podcast myself. So I encourage everyone to listen. That's awesome. I love uh, going back in time on uh, for big moments and getting multiple different perspectives. So that's that's really cool. I have not listened as of yet, uh, but I'm definitely going to. Business of sports again with Andrew. You also write a column for the MMQB, and as you know, Andrew. We highly encourage people to go read the whole thing. I did kind of want you, though, to be able to give the highlights of it, which hopefully prompts people to read the whole thing. We had talked a little bit about this last week in terms of the backlash to the proposed Rooney rule. I think the most interesting thing that I've seen about it has been the disagreement among minorities as to the incentivization regarding the Rooney rule. Yeah. You know, the NFL and Amy and I know this from being in those meetings, they float things and now they can float them to social media. They couldn't do it back when I was in the league and sort of get the reaction. And I have very little doubt that that's what happened here with you, as you call it, the incentivization plan hire a minority coach or general manager, get improvements in the draft, third, fourth, fifth round, et cetera. You know, and it, it didn't get a good reaction, especially from influential African-Americans, which is going to influence voting and response within the league. So I don't know if we talked last week before this when it was tabled, which means it wasn't going to pass. Uh, Amy and I both have experience when the commissioner says, okay, that proposal is tabled and you never hear about it again. I mean, never, ever. We'll see if that happens here. But as I said to you last week, I had a totally different reaction. One kind of operationally that teams would have their analytics departments now sitting at home board, <laughs> start working on the incentivization plan. If we hire a minority head coach or GM, what's the value of that? What's it like? Is it like having an extra fifth round pick or whatever it may be? And they could calculate that into their hiring process. But even saying that, probably people listening to that, as I say it, it sounds kind of cheap, right? It sounds kind of slimy to be doing that with a human being. And I, you know, as I say that, I, well, players get traded all the time for draft picks. That's their value. And why not coaches? So I guess I'm having a little self-talk on that myself. What about the other part you mentioned in your story, which is about Brett Favre and things from, that you thought were similar about your time with Favre and the last dance with Michael Jordan? Yeah, it occurred to me, you know, I had some thoughts watching the documentary. You and I talked about David Falk being my first boss, and he's got a two-parter on the Business of Sports podcast. 
But there was so much negativity about Jerry Krause, who, of course, is deceased and can't defend himself, and his team over player mentality. And, of course, you and I and everyone listening knows Michael Jordan was the straw that stirred the drink for the Bulls. But everyone but Jerry Krause, the general manager, who said, oh, no, team, team. That is not uncommon. And I wrote about it. That is not uncommon. And I just sensed with my years of Brett, while we all just appreciated his magic, there was kind of this undertone I sensed that, hey, hey, people, world, recognize we're a team. And I sensed it, you know, PR used to chide the media. Come on, do some stories about someone besides Brett. And scouting, you know, people, come on, let recognize these gems we've uncovered, not just Brett. And coaching, you know, we've got schemes. It's not just Brett, not just Brett throwing it out there. So it's nothing against the superstar. And maybe that's a little different than Krause, but that happens. And I'm obviously not in Green Bay now, but the drafting of Jordan Love, you know, it's like, hey, the team is going to go on without a superstar quarterback. And it's just this sort of feeling in team sports from management and coaching. I've seen a lot where, you know, you on the outside focus on the superstar, but we on the inside focus on the collective, the group. That's what it's about. Wow. Really, really interesting. Uh, Andrew, I hadn't thought of that, but there's no question. I know people feel that way, and probably rightfully so. Um, some other things I wanted to get your thoughts on, Andrew, one of which is, you know, there's this report out that the players might be coming back for mini camps the end of June. The NFL comes out, the NFLPA comes out and says, we haven't agreed to any return to play program. I guess my yeah. question, Andrew, is you see what's going on with Major League Baseball. We know what happened with the NHL, uh, although it seems like they still have some things to, to work out. What exactly has to be negotiated, if anything, between the NFL and the NFLPA? Because it certainly seems like the NFLPA believes some type of negotiation has to happen before the players come back. Okay, a lot to unpack here, Ross. First of all, let's sort of put aside basketball and hockey because I, they'll have the same issues test, uh, health and safety-wise, yes. But they're at the end of their seasons. They're basically talking about playoffs and one- or two-month seasons. And baseball is, is a good example because these negotiations are two parts. There's health and safety and there's money. On the health and safety side, we're seeing protocols being advanced by the league that are 15, 20, 50 pages long. What you have to do and think about the logistics involved in testing and what happens if someone tests positive and where do they go and what if they're on the road and how does that work and are they paid and all these kind of things, and that is going to be part of the NFL and NFLPA. What are the rules? What if a player doesn't want to play? Does he get paid? 
you know, these are the kind of things that I've raised for a few weeks now that they've got to figure out with union involvement. Then there's the money. And again, I host the business of sports, not the business of football. And there's a huge issue going on right now in baseball. Oh, my God. You're starting to see reports of high paid players making not 50 percent of what they're going to make, but more like 10 to 20 percent. And this is a problem. And I've said this in writing and I'll say it here. If Major League Baseball does not come back, and I think there's a real possibility of that, it will not, I emphasize, not be about health and safety. They've got a real issue there. And you know the Players Union in baseball, very obstinate. And we're going to see some really hard-nosed negotiations because owners are saying, hey, we're taking a diminution of revenues, maybe 70%. And we want the players to feel the pain. Okay, spinning the football. I wrote about this in my previous Sports Illustrated article. This is a problem. And maybe players can say, hey, we got a 2020 cap. Contracts are set. We'll deal with 2021 when it happens. Maybe they say that. But I'm sensing they're going to have to deal with it sooner than that. So two issues, health and safety, protocols, and money. And I don't know, Ross, how the money can work, but I'm sensing the NFLPA does not want to enter 2021 with a lower cap than 2020. And to do that, they've got to go down in 2020. And yes, teams will have to cut players maybe, but again, there's a lot of time left. So I just think something has to happen. And you're right, J.C. Treader says don't believe reports nothing's resolved and I, I agree with that there's a lot to be done don't you think there's a big difference though on the financial part of it andrew in the sense that the nfl and the nflpa already have hey whatever the pie is this is how we're splitting it whereas major league baseball those guys have contracts for certain dollar amounts where they're not they're not looking to do the rev revenue sharing. They're not looking to split up the pie in a um equal fashion or whatever. That's what the baseball players are opposed to. But the football players have already done that. Like whatever the money is, it's coming in. Whatever the money is, the money is and we know how much percentage everybody gets. I agree. And I think that's a good point. The two I keep coming back to what I've come back to a lot maybe more than people want to hear the minimum spending requirements in football are not that stringent. And so can teams get away with lower payrolls in 2020? Yes, they can because they're only judged over four year tranches and it's 89%. It's going to go to 90%. So yes, the good news for football is we have a cap and a revenue sharing plan. The bad news is you don't have guaranteed contracts. So owners can decide unilaterally to pay cut collectively. They've got a $5 million veteran. They've got a $600,000 second-year player. Okay, you make that choice. These are the kind of things that I think may happen this year, more bloodletting than usual. 
Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, Andrew, tomorrow uh, the owners are voting on a couple of proposed rule changes. You've got the onside kick, which they might let you do a fourth and 15 type play a couple times a game. You also have the idea of a sky judge and also, you know, Troy Vincent coming out this week and saying, look, we screwed up. We totally messed up the pass interference thing. And it's not even like they're not even vote. It's not even up for a vote. It's gone, Andrew. It's amazing, isn't it? It's just, I don't know how you look at this in any other way than an overreaction to the Saints play. And, and bless the Saints. I mean, they, they did get screwed. But sometimes, you know, let's, let's revert the clock. I said after the Saints play where they got screwed in the championship game, yeah, I mean, it's a big emotion now, but by the time they get to March, it won't be that big emotion. The outrage will be gone. They won't deal with it. Well, they did deal with it. The outrage was still there. But it turns out, I think everyone listening and yourself and me would say it was an overreaction based on what happened. Now, maybe, again, maybe not an overreaction, but uh, uh, poorly executed because if we start thinking about the 2019 season, the the refs never got involved with it. <laughs> they just let these calls stand. So, um, gone, RIP. It's crazy. It really is, Andrew. Uh, always appreciate the time. <laughs> You killed it with your column. You killed it with the Business of Sports podcast this week. I had other stuff we can get into that I'm going to save for next week as it relates to Joe Flacco's deal and Dak Prescott and whatever because that was already 17 awesome minutes. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. Trying to get the content done during the pandemic. Thanks. Man, that was awesome. I mean, I know I say it every week. I got... I got to come up with something different, Brian. What can I say after Andrew or Greg or any guest that's not, man, that was awesome. What well, should I say? Well, you should, I would also refrain from saying, I highly encourage you to go check it out. <laughs> Dude, since when do you get to make fun of me? This isn't the Brian Neal producing podcast. This is the Ross Tucker football podcast. Hey, listen, you asked me, so I'm just chiming in. You don't want say me to make again, fun of do you? Don't again. ask me. What do I say? What do I say? I highly recommend you check it out. <laughs> hey, by the way, do you know I nailed it with the golden child on Monday? Yes. And as soon, you said it at, 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 right at the end of that. You said, I think it's the golden child. I was like, yep, yeah, you're right. That just popped in, but I'm a moron. Because it's not I want the mic, it's he's spinning that thing and he wants the knife. He's like, I, 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 I want the knife, please. Dude, I'm telling you right now, okay, I don't know if we have any brain people that listen to this show, but there is no chance that I have seen or had any reference to that movie in 25 years. So I don't know how that comes up in my head while I'm recording a podcast on Monday. No idea why it's even still in my head, let alone pops into my head at that moment. But I, 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 I want the knife. 
please. You know what else I want? I want some of you, as Brian tweeted last night, at RTF Podcast, to come get a piece of this. You want some of this? You want some of me? Go to FantasyPoints.com. Use the code FEAST. And then send it to me, Ross, at RossTucker.com. We're picking four. Four. Utah. Two. Two. You know what that movie's? You know what that's from, Brian? Nope. Tell me. Utah. Two. Make it two. That is Gary Bussey to Keanu Reeves. Gary Busey. And Gary Busey. I always say Bussey. Gary Busey. <laughs> Man, I'm getting... This is... We could delete this, but uh, Gary Busey, okay, in, I believe, Point Break. Yep, I remember that one. With with Keanu Reeves, who's Johnny Utah, the former Ohio State quarterback, and he's going to get him like uh, a burger or dog or something. He's like, I think it's a hot dog. He's like, two, Utah, make it two. Anyway, we are picking four. Brian, make it four tomorrow on the Fantasy feast podcast you can be one of the four people we pick to go against me and joe dolan in our best ball 10 if you guys have never done best ball it's amazing you just do the draft like and, and the draft like you have like four hours to pick the draft goes on over a couple days hopefully you don't all take that long but draft goes on over a couple days you pick a bunch of players and then once the season happens it automatically puts in whichever one of your quarterbacks had the best day or whichever one of your running backs. And by the way, the winner gets 120 bucks, and you don't have to put any money down. So you have a chance to win 120 bucks and go against me and Joe without actually putting any money down other than signing up for FantasyPoints.com, which is already awesome. Just make sure it only counts if you use the code FEAST, all caps. FEAST, all caps. All right, let's get to the news. You talked about it with Andrew, but your thoughts on all of these proposed rule changes that are going to be voted on by the owners tomorrow. So, you know, there's two big ones that jump out, right? The onside kick alteration option and the sky judge. And I would say I am in favor of both. Now, For the onside kick alteration, that, to me, Bri, is sort of the beginning of the end of the kickoff. Now, I know some of the numbers went down last year in terms of injuries on the kickoff, but one of the big reasons why they haven't just gotten rid of the kickoff is because of the onside kick and because of teams having an ability to come back, you know, when they're down by a couple scores late in the game. Well, here's the deal. If you go ahead and give this option, you know, the 4th and 15 play. I think you guys have seen it, right? But right now they're going to limit it to twice a game. But you're going to be able to, rather than doing an onside kick, you're going to be able to just have a a play from scrimmage from the 25-yard line, 4th and fifteen. Now, there's a lot of unintended consequences they got to work out, you know, being able to just run around, take time off the clock, take a safety, things like that, if a team's leading. I think everybody kind of knows how it'll work if a team is trailing. Uh, but there's some stuff that they need to work out there for sure. 
they can only do it twice a game. Although I, I don't see why it should be limited. Like, do it. You know, I mean, they're taking a pretty big risk if they don't get it. They're giving you the ball right there at the 25-yard line. I mean, even an onside kick, the other team gets the ball at, like, the 45, right? Because they're kicking off from the 35. So, onside kick, the team gets the ball. They're not even in scoring range yet. If you go for 4th and 15, they're already got three points. Um, I, I do think, though, whether they say it or not, you probably won't hear a lot of people say this, I do think it is sort of the impetus to eventually get rid of the kickoff. And, listen, you're talking to a guy whose career ended on the kickoff. Now, they've gotten rid of that technique that ended my career, but I still don't have a lot of love lost, right, for the kickoff. So I'm for it. Uh, onside kicks, I mean, 10%. It's just like, let's make it so we feel like there's at least a little bit more of a chance late in games. So I'm for it. As for the Sky Judge dude, uh, I've been for this forever. This is what they need. They need someone that can fix obvious errors. Now, I think they would start it out with just trying it in the preseason, which is exactly what they should do. Have a Sky Judge in the preseason Work out the kinks, but if you have the sky judge, then you don't have to really have pass interference, you know, available for a challenge. Have the sky judge there if it's like an obvious, obvious error, but it's got to be an obvious, obvious error. That's that's double obvious, Brian. That's a that's a Johnny Utah. Make it too obvious. Ducks takes. All right, and your thoughts. Demora Smith's recent comments that on a scale of 1 to 10, he thinks the likelihood of the NFL playing is a 6 or a 7. It's a little weird to me. Um, I don't, see, here's the thing. I don't know if when he says something like that, if that's a negotiating tactic or not. I don't know that. I don't know. Is that a negotiating tactic? I don't know. You know, is there something on the finance part of it, although it wouldn't seem to be? Is there something that he is doing, reason why he's doing that? Or is he just being honest? I don't know the answer to that. But I think it's a fair question. Number one would be, is he being honest? Or is there some negotiation ploy there? Which if there is, I get it. You know, maybe he wants to make sure that the teams are going above and beyond to keep the players safe, which is part of his job as the executive director of the union. So I, I get it. I understand that. Um, I, I will say this. If there's no football season, it is going to crush the media industry. So much. I mean, it's gonna, it would be uh, very, very, very difficult. Well, let me take a step back. It would stink for me. I'd be fine. But a lot of people would not be fine that work in the media, that work in football. They would not because so much of the revenue, advertising, subscription, whatever, is because of football. And so if there's no football season – a lot of people would be hurt real bad by that. that. That's not a reason not to do it. You know, it's not a reason to play if you don't think it's safe. I'm just telling you guys three things. I don't know if it's negotiating tactic or Demoris is being honest. 
I do think, though, with hockey announcing, Bry, that they're going to have this 24-team playoff in late July and the Premier League is having practices and stuff and all of the states are you know, slowly changing. It, it does seem like, really, like you wouldn't be able to have a game September 13th? You know, almost you know, three and a half months from now? It, it would be weird to me if they're not able to figure out how to do that. Two other things that uh, you took note of. Bears head coach Matt Nagy saying that he plans to play his starters in the preseason and Saints defensive end Noah Spence being placed on NFI after tearing his ACL. I'll go in reverse order on this one, Bri. And I highly encourage you to listen to today's Even Money podcast because Jeff Schwartz, former NFL offensive lineman, is going to be on it. We're going to get his thoughts on betting in this climate, you know, especially with the season coming up, home field advantage, new coaches, disadvantaged, are they rookies? Is all that stuff overvalued? I want to get Jeff's thoughts and Steve Fezzik's thoughts on 4th and 15. So, Brian, you want to try to say it with me? I highly encourage you to listen to the Even Money podcast today. Now you're going to make me self-conscious about it, bro. Um, do you remember Rob Lowe? Uh, do you remember um, Meathead Rob Lowe, those commercials? Oh, yeah, yeah. And do you remember when Meathead Rob Lowe said bro all the time? Uh-huh. Meathead Rob Lowe saying bro all the time made me a l- little self-conscious about saying bro. Bro. Those are the DirecTV ads, right? I think so. They were awesome. Yeah. They were very, very good. Rob Lowe, big NFL guy. Has the hat to prove it, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, listen to the Even Money podcast. As for Noah Spence, I called uh, multiple games of Noah Spence's in high school. Three, in fact. He was a unbelievable high school football player, uh, five-star, went to Ohio State. He had a decent, you know, he had a troubled career at Ohio State, had to transfer, kind of bounced around the NFL a little bit. This stinks. Because he probably would have torn his ACL in OTAs and gotten paid for the whole year. Now they don't have to pay him at all. Not a dime if they don't want to. Isn't that kind of crazy? That could have been a good topic for Andrew as well. But if you're not on the team, like if you're not at the team's facility or you're not doing something with the team, they can say it's a non-football injury, which is just comical. And he might not get a dollar even though he's training for his job, it just kind of stinks. As for, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe the Saints will give him some money. Maybe they won't. As for Matt Nagy, I, th- I like that for a couple of reasons. Well, number one, I'm a preseason television analyst. The more starters that play, I think it's cool. Number two, I do think, especially with them having a quarterback competition between Trubisky and Foles, they kind of need to play. I mean, they need to play those quarterbacks. And they're not going to put him out there with the third-string offensive lines. They kind of need to play the starters. Makes sense. Hmm. And then I also think there's something to what he said about sort of the mindset and the mentality. Like, you don't play it all in the preseason. Like, ah, we got it made. We're good. You know, we're coming off a 12-4 and year. We're going to be good again this year. I think he doesn't – I think he feels like you kind of lose your edge a little bit. So I thought that was very interesting. 
Speaking of interesting, we got some interesting email questions, but this thing's already been beastly. We try to keep it to like 30, maybe 35 minutes max because that's the average commute time, even though if you're not commuting, and the average workout time, even though I'm sure a lot of you maybe aren't working out. At any rate, we'll get to some email questions hopefully Friday. Very fired up for Cosell's concepts. We're, we're crushing it this offseason. Like we're crushing it this quarantine. We are a, we are a quarantine-resilient, quarantine-proof show, I dare say. Shout out White Label Group, Pizza Boy Brewing, NFLCliches.com, DynastyFreaks.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.